What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Hey, mom. Welcome back to another episode of the What the Fanboy Podcast. My name is Luke, and I'm joined by my friend right here, Mr. What's up, fanboys and fangirls? I'm Chris Acker. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Doing it live. Hi, Julie. And beside me here is the one and only Mr. Tyler Davis. Hi. Lots of misters getting thrown around today. Yeah, I'm not giving you a mister, though. And also to my left, the beautiful Brett Eitzen. Thanks. Mm. I've Always accepted beautiful. the challenge of being beautiful every dressing week? up every week until you stop calling me beautiful. It's never never going to happen. Well, I can't stop calling Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going to show up in a suit and upstage you. That's what I'm going to do. That would make me sad. No, you won't. Is that a bed? <laughs> yes. Prove me wrong. Okay. I will prove you Wear wrong. Wear suit. I Next will. week, what the fanboy black tie edition. Nope. Just me. Nope. I'm not doing that. Just me. <laughs> I don't have a suit, so that's why I'm not doing it. I have a tux, but I'm not so, wearing that. Anyways. Quick quick technical note. Um, if you guys, we messed around with the audio levels a lot because we heard the last week's episode was a little quiet. Sorry about that. Nope. And uh, so let us know in the Brett comments <laughs> um, how we're doing. We test it out and we think it's good, but let us know. It's a work in progress. Moving target. Indeed. Oh, I should <laughs> Chat. Chris is our chat monitor. Chat is tonight. booming now because Chris is in there. So <laughs> if you see anything from any of us, it will be Chris speaking for us. Awesome. I'm on my own profile. Christopher Acker in the chat. That's me. So you can, uh, in case you couldn't tell, noticed you put your name as Christopher. So I'm guessing you're your own best friend. <laughs> I just, I just realized <laughs> that we now have hashtag Twitterless Chris. Yeah. On our banner. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a huge fan of this decision. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Oh, I just okay. Tweet at me. Oh wait. Just use the hashtag Twitterless Chris. <laughs> we'll find it. <laughs> we'll sort through. <laughs> any others i like the idea of just just all of twitter being my my twitter platform just if you want to tweet at me you just have to use twitter in general (laughs) you can't tweet directly at me yeah well i guess um while we uh start this thing and wait for people to kind of join us uh why don't we all talk about what we've been doing this week um anybody dying to let everybody know what they're doing or have been doing Uh, so this week, I started watching uh, My Hero Academia at the suggestion of JT, and it's pretty great. It's funny, and uh, I like the characters so far. I'm not very far into it, but I'm enjoying it. I was just nice. looking at you because you're typing really loud. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, uh... I'm engaging our audience. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. I watched a few things. Um watched game night finally oh, oh what'd you think so good it's so good yes I, doesn't that give you a lot of faith for the flash movie yeah yeah i'm excited that was a good movie so yeah yeah and watch uh, game night it's really good i also watched on netflix uh two godzilla movies oh those the animated the ones? animated, the animated ones? ones and they're very japanese and i approve <laughs> it's fine i thought they were i thought they were they definitely weren't Western, and that's okay. What would you rate it on yeah, a scale? On the, on the fanboy scale, what are they? Matthew McConaughey. Okay. 
All right, all right, all right. They're all right, all right, all right. We might have to figure out what to do with that if something's on a streaming service, but we want to give it a straight, <laughs> straight to streaming. <laughs> I'll give it a straight to streaming because it's a streamable something. Um, I've also, as usual, been playing lots of Destiny 2. And shout out to my raid team, who we beat uh, Prestige Argos this week. That was pretty fun. So Nice. Lots of very difficult modifiers, but way more doable than last week is so. that what i was watching you do the other when i came were you over? streaming oh no, no i was watching you in what person you were, what you were watching me do Don't we're remember. fighting the son of the taken king oh no that was just a strike Knockwix. oh gotcha sorry Knockwix, the necromancer such an i don't know anything about part. destiny because <laughs> i haven't played destiny 2 i'm sorry i played some of destiny 1 that was it hey yeah we played that together <laughs> We both stopped because we were both like, ah, it's why. <laughs> um, so I did two things. One, I've been wanting to read for a really long time. I read uh, Jeff Johns' Green Lantern Rebirth uh, that came out in 2004. Uh, Jeff Johns wrote it, and Ethan, oh, what's his last name? Uh, Ethan Van Syver, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, did the art. It's really good. Um, it explains a lot of stuff about. Keep going. You're fine. Whispering over there. Yeah, uh, we're talking technical things. Yeah, we're talking technical. <laughs> um, yeah. It does. It explains a lot within like the Green Lantern mythos. Like it explains why Green Lanterns can't do anything against something that's yellow. The color yellow has always been their weakness. But like, if they had to catch like a yellow ball, they couldn't do it, or something. And it explains that. It goes into a lot of why Hal became Parallax. And you get to really enjoy Hal Jordan mixed with Parallax, but also mixed with the Spectre. And it is pretty crazy. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the Spectre take some people out because he's a psychopath. Um, the other thing I did, I don't know how I ended up watching this. But uh, it it was recommended to me on Amazon Prime out of nowhere. And you know the reference that probably nobody understands in Ready Player One where he puts on the suit and H is like, Buckaroo Banzai, the suit from your favorite movie? Yeah. I watched that movie. <laughs> How was that? It's great. <laughs> it's probably the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. So the movie isn't called Buckaroo Banzai. The title of the movie is The Advent. The ad <laughs> messed it up on first word. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. All right. And the cast is like really good. Jeff Goldblum's in it. He dresses like a cowboy the whole time. Like <laughs> that sounds about right. Is this Chester um, show? I don't think so. But he's got some really hairy chaps. Like, giant ones. Like, oh, it's weird looking. He's got this <laughs> red shirt and this giant hat. But, like, uh, Peter Weller, who was Robocop, was in it. Um, Clancy Brown. Um, who else? Uh, Christopher Lloyd. John Lithgow. Like, the cast is insane for this movie. And um, I don't know how to explain it. It's this dude who everybody loves. Like, he's on talking terms with the president. He's a neurosurgeon who got tired of his boring life and learned 
kung fu and how to do particle physics and has this jet car that he drives through a portal in a mountain and aliens are trying to take over the earth <laughs> yeah it's the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life it is awesome i definitely give it a fanboy worthy if you like big trouble in little china you'll like this movie it's made by the same guy and right. if you don't want to watch the movie just watch the credits at the end because that alone is worth it best credits i've ever seen in my life all right like i need, I need to watch it <laughs> you need to come like, over and give me your login so i can watch it the, it honestly makes like sometimes just makes no sense but you just go with it it's super dumb but it's a ton of fun <laughs> i kind of want to watch it again so i might have to watch it with you Sound, sounds good to me <laughs> I, i'm in I watched, I think, five movies. I keep wanting to say six, but I think I watched Homecoming before our last episode. So I watched Black Panther. Still really good. I watched The Greatest Showman. Still a good movie. I watched <laughs> Fallout. I watched Happy Gilmore, which is I a great movie. I love that movie. And there's one other one that I watched. I feel like I'm forgetting one. Our audience member might remember. No. If I remember it, I'll yell it later. But I watched <laughs> a bunch of movies this week with my brother and sister. Um, no no new ones, all ones you've seen before. Except for Fallout. Oh, Except Fallout. for Fallout, sure, yeah. Sure. Um, Obviously. Yeah, I think so. But it was great. It was nice to kind of just chill and watch movies. I haven't done that in a while. So always a good time. And Happy Gilmore is just as good as I remember. I tried to I tried to sway him to watch The Water Boy, but I think Gilmore is probably classic. my favorite Adam Sandler movie. They chose that one. But Water Boy is right up there for me. Water Boy is so good. Man, so good. he is gone yeah. downhill. High quality H two O. Oh, and I watched four episodes of Last Chance U on Netflix. They are at Independence Community College in Kansas this year. Yeah, and it is. If you want to know how to not coach football, watch it because their coach is kind of ridiculous hmm. in the way he handles things. So, you know, it's intense though. Sorry, you know, it's something that I almost did. Um, I was looking for something to watch on Netflix, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch the sixth season of Arrow. Hit play, and I was like, I don't want to watch this, <laughs> so I backed out. Oh, Something in me just oh, won't let me watch that show for some reason. And I like Arrow, which is the crazy thing. I think you'll end up watching it eventually. Oh, yeah, definitely. I also watched uh, the first two episodes of Dark on Netflix. Ooh. It's, uh, is that the, the German show? Yes. Okay, I remember I was telling you to watch it, I think, a while back. Yeah, and uh, pretty much everything I've heard is that to watch it with the subtitles in german because the dub is kind of rough dub is terrible so that's how i'm watching it um i understand a little bit of german <laughs> but not enough to watch it without the subtitles and then uh yeah it's, so far it's really good i can only watch one episode a night because i can't start watching it until late and if i watch too many then i won't go to sleep because it will <laughs> scare me too much <laughs> is it a is it a horror show no but it has some scary elements okay yeah and i'm a big old baby 
But so far, I'm really liking it. The cinematography is beautiful. Like it is a beautifully shot show. It's great. Yeah, I think the best way to describe it would be a more mature Stranger Things is like the kind of scary that it is. Okay, I think that's a safe way yeah. to describe it. Um, and then I also watched a little bit of The Handmaid's Tale because I've heard so many good things about it, and I found the first episode to be pretty boring but i'm going to try and get <laughs> through it because i've heard so many good things about it especially about season two so i'm just gonna try and get there and yeah that's what i did this week good man nice uh should we head into news or is everybody yeah talking about okay i'm done all right let's get the news going um i was trying to count the movies on my hand again so <laughs> Sorry if I'm staring down at the ground. <laughs> Keep thinking. Um, so this week, I got I was pretty happy because I've been waiting for this announcement. Uh, they announced Altered Carbon season two. Mm-hmm. I actually oh that's something else I did. I just finished rewatching the first season, and then right when I finished it, they announced season two, and uh, the lead this season is going to be Anthony Mackie. If you don't know who that is, that's the Falcon in the MCU. So or Papa Doc in Eight Mile, <laughs> if you're counting. <laughs> <laughs> but i i'm really excited for that um i really really enjoyed watching that show so and also um if if you're like why are they recasting you have to watch the show yeah. to understand why they do that's that what I, that's, that's what i keep saying on twitter seen ultra carbon <laughs> yeah nobody's body is really their own in that show so you can be anybody yeah especially since joel kinnaman was the lead in that show and he's technically supposed to be japanese He's also Japanese in the show in flashbacks, but not in present day. I need to watch it. Uh, so there's been some announcements about Microsoft's next generation of consoles. Xbox. And uh, Xbox notice how I two. said next generation of consoles, not next gen console. Because there's going to be two of them. The Xbox 2. Uh, so this is... <laughs> you know, some big news. I wasn't expecting this much news about next-gen consoles yet i mean we still re- we really don't have much news we don't have any specs or anything like that yeah nothing's crazy like no- nothing's confirmed this is all some internal leaks but yeah but so there's been leaks that there will be two next-gen consoles yeah. one will be a traditional gaming console like the xbox one i've made the xbox two or something along those <laughs> lines and then um the other will be a more of a streaming device so to me, it sounds very similar to something like the NVIDIA Shield TV, um, which can stream games from their cloud service. And it, I mean, it can stream most modern games. So it's the NVIDIA Shield. So it's definitely a viable platform. Yeah, and with Microsoft, with Microsoft's money, you yeah. know, they can invest in the back-end hardware to make sure yeah. that you, you have super low latency and that kind of stuff. Yeah. My guess is that they're aiming for like a, $500 high-end console and a $200 mm-hmm. streaming device. Yeah, they want something that they can get out to the masses that, you know, everyone will everyone will buy, have in their living room. Like, try and maybe catch some of that same fire that maybe, like, something like the Wii had. Mm-hmm. And then also have something for, you know, the, the hardcore gaming demographic that wants, you know, the, the most frames per second, the, you know, the highest resolution they can get 
or is that something that you know might not matter to everybody? So that's I think it's smart to go to split it into, into two different consoles. Yep. Um, some other quick things. Um, Andy Circus was making his own Jungle Book movie, Mowgli. Mowgli, and it's going to be super dark. And there's a trailer, isn't it, there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought I remembered seeing there's that. There's a trailer for this, and then this happened. It's got yeah. an insane oh. cast too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Huge now going to be distributed by Netflix. So know what that means to me? It's no good. Warner Brothers just gotten their losses, and Netflix is just gonna be like, "Well, we have a bunch of subscribers that will tune in." So that's just what I read from it. I like Andy Circus, but it's a have no faith move. It's just, I mean, the Disney one just came out, and they're working on The Lion King and Jungle Book two. It's just unfortunate that that happened. It might, it might be fine. My guess is that. Um, Netflix is gunning for more high quality movies and is willing to pay out for something that's maybe it maybe it's not Disney caliber gonna make a billion dollars, but it will draw in a crowd. It will draw a crowd. Um, and Warner Brothers is in a place right now that it could use the cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's no secret that where i mean netflix has had great tv shows their movies have kind of been where they've struggled Mm -hmm. so they're trying to build out that uh that aspect but i think i also saw that their netflix is planning on having a theatrical release for the at least for the 3d version okay so not no guarantee on like the whole slate but i wish they just release more of their movies in theaters yeah it's like I would have I would have seen the fundamentals of carrying in theaters. That's their best movie. Have you guys seen that? No, I have not. <laughs> that movie is fantastic. It's Paul Rudd. Okay, well, it's I've seen the trailer and it looks really good. Yeah, he like takes a, a handicapped handicapped kid. kid on a like a road trip. He wants to see all the. This is the biggest thing in the world. Like it has the biggest. Selena Gomez in it. Yeah, and she's really good in it too. Definitely yeah. check it out. It's really good. It's really funny. I watched the trailer for it this past weekend, and I was like, that actually looks like a good movie. That was actually one of my, I think it came out in 2016. Yep. That was one of my favorite movies of that year. It was in my top 10. Okay, it's on my list, so. Yes. I need to add it, too. Um, Tyler, did you have any news? I do. I was going to let Luke go through his, though. Yeah, oh, I got, okay. I got one more quick one. Um, Is it quick, or? <laughs> yeah, it will be quick. Um, after all these appeals and suings and arguings and shareholders going crying to their mommies about money uh disney and fox shareholders have finally agreed so everything's now clear for the transition for all the x-men and all that to finally go back to marvel so we're good everybody we can finally have a fantastic four movie the assimilation has begun so i'm just kind of glad that that's all done because I'm tired of bringing that new story up. <laughs> okay, now I'm done. I think it still has to pass one more set of... No. No. <laughs> one no. more set of eyes, I believe, is what I read. But that's cool, I guess. Comcast came in, raised the price, and got out. <laughs> True bitters war. That was a, yeah. We raised you $20 billion. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. Uh, never mind, we're out. No, <laughs> I have two quick ones. Uh, today, um, Patty Jenkins released the first look at Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 84. 
and he looks like a white politician. <laughs> I think is the best way to describe him. He looks weird. He looks really. He has blonde hair. Yeah. Like it's it's really strange looking. I don't know what to make of it. I saw the tweet and this was my face. Sorry, podcast listeners, but I was just like. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't understand it, but I'm sure it'll make more sense later. The other uh, piece of news I have, this weekend, August 3rd through August 6th, is the private beta for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 on PlayStation 4. Did you get in? I did. What? I w- Can you stream that? <laughs> Probably not. Oh. Uh. I don't know. I don't know if there's... We haven't... So Send him an email. My brother, who is sitting behind the camera right now, uh, we have the digital code for the beta access, and we will be downloading the beta, and I will read you, or I will read the rules and let you know if we can stream it this week. Don't break any embargo rules. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually a good way to get shut down. So, but I will report back if I can next week about how it is. And I'm excited to, like. to see what it. Well, he will have my brother will have the best review because he's going to play it all weekend. Oh, 15 second review. How about next like, week? How about a yes. little longer? <laughs> Hunter, you will be talking on next week's episode. <laughs> you don't but, have to be on camera. Let's hold the microphone over to you. But that's all I have, Brett. Okay. Yeah, so we got some big news in the world of Star Wars. Uh, we had some Episode Nine casting uh, news. Big, I don't know, maybe not surprise, but... Yeah, no surprises, pretty really. Like, but, there's one that maybe should have been a surprise, but... I'm not. Yeah. So Carrie Fisher is going to be in episode nine um, with unused footage from The Force Awakens. So they're not doing the Tarkin from Rogue One where they recreate her. (laughs) And they're not doing like a lookalike. They're they're just using footage they already had. Um, And there's a great quote from JJ that I really like. So I'm going to read it. We desperately loved Carrie Fisher. Abrams said, finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were never going to recast or use a CG character. With the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leah in Episode 9 by using unseen footage we shot together in Episode 7. I think that's the best outcome. And gets me the most excited out of the options of having her in it definitely the best one the other two ought to have been like no this one's okay yeah but i also didn't want them just to like at the beginning here's a funeral (laughs) yeah in the opening crawl be like leia has died died. like i don't want that either i don't know uh other cast members mark hamill's coming back probably force ghost is yeah you know um, Time travel with new no. <laughs> new cast members Naomi Aki, Richard Grant, and Carrie Russell. Carrie and Billy D. Williams, which we heard during Comic Con, mm-hmm. is coming back as Lando. Um, other movie news. Oh, Guardians cast had oh, a yeah. open letter to Disney about James Gunn. It's a good letter. It is a really good letter. I encourage you guys to go read it. Um, you can How to f- properly react to something. Right. <laughs> oh, and that's what I appreciated most about it was that it was more of a call for civility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely a call like, we want you to bring him back. But, you know, they're, yeah. they're not being... They're not being jerks about jerks it. Jerks about it. Yep. 
Um, oh, movie pass, guys. <laughs> the sh- it's not going to last. The ship is sinking. It's nearing its end. This is why I didn't pay for the yearly <laughs> subscription. <laughs> I feel really bad for anyone who bought a yearly subscription. I would, um, I would hope they'd reimburse them at least a little bit if they could. With what? I mean, what'll happen? Take what'll, a loan out. What'll happen is they won't. People will sue. They'll be forced to somehow. Yeah. It'll. I mean, chances are. Clash, class action lawsuit. Yeah. How. How long until you think it's under completely? Like a month. What, di- what day is it? <laughs> the thirtieth. I give it twenty hours. <laughs> they have to. They have to start paying it back like August second or something like that. The yeah, loan they took. I don't. I don't think they make it through August. And they had Oof. to. And they lied, like blatantly lied about it. It's a technical glitch. Oh my goodness. Okay, so if you don't Did, know, <laughs> if you don't know, they literally ran out of money on Thursday night. Um, <laughs> they said it was a technical thing where they couldn't. You know, the reader, the transaction thing wasn't working. Not true. They just ran out of money. They I've had filed, that problem before. They filed for a uh, with the SEC. They filed for like an emergency loan of like six million dollars or something like that. Jeez, Louise. They got it, but because they filed, had to file for it. Everyone knows the reason why, and it's because they ran out of money. Like, there's no, but P, their PR is still like, you know, it just, and then, and then on top of all that, um. They blacked out Mission Impossible. Yeah. And peak price like everything else, no matter if it was busy or not. <laughs> Movies that have been out for weeks. Yep. So. Just a desperate, like, claw to try to get anything Skyscraper. They can. Peak price at <laughs> noon on Wednesday. <laughs> what? So, yeah. Goodbye, Movie Pass. Yeah, yeah, it's been real. I really enjoyed having Movie I Pass. I did, too. I used it for four movies. I got my money's worth. I did too. Should I just cancel mine now, or I'm thinking? I mean, I might. <laughs> if you're paying per month, just figure out when your pay date is and cancel it that last. Cancel day. it that last day. Yeah. I, I mean, might try to use it. To might see try and use it this week. Teen Titans go to the movies yep. and then cancel it. <laughs> One last ride. Um, Movie that's worth it. So are we gonna get the uh, the AMC? No equivalent. No, I'm not going to that theater. <laughs> I'm so I like that theater. The I, one, the one thing that they seemed to accomplish was that AMC was for I mean more or less forced to come out with their subscription service that was tied into their premium membership deal, anyways. Yeah. Um, but it's still a good deal if you live near an AMC. Um, it's good I mean, rate. I'm kind of disappointed that that price is going to go up. I bet. Well, it can now. Yeah, it can, but the the problem is I think it's I think it's priced right. It's much more realistically priced than Movie Pass was. Yeah, it's it's much more realistically priced, and because it's already tied into their membership program, I think they'll probably be like, yeah, we'll you know we'll honor it for now and see where it goes. And I have so many regal points though. <laughs> I can just see free movies with those points. Yeah, I am a little disappointed, Regal never had to counter with anything hey maybe they'll make one now because they just they just use movie pass maybe they'll yeah. use it to if, go against if, amc yeah if enough people start hopping over to amc and they're losing business the, congratulations movie pass you did shake up the theater industry a little bit 
I do like the screens and the seats at that theater. But their service was just complete trash and garbage when I went there. They really made me. I just don't like the layout. Well, I don't, I've really only been to the, the big Dolby Theater. Yeah, the Dolby Theater is. I don't like that layout. Like the first three rows and then a weird wall and then the rest of the seats. That's like a it's like a levels up. Yeah. Yeah. That's how oh, the small yeah. ones are, too. OK. Well, interesting. How, how like it's great if you're in those those higher up rows. Yeah, I was in the higher up rows. Like when I row went. row four is great. Row one through three is weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> also, I went and saw it with, I went and saw saw it. I went and saw it. I went and saw Deadpool two mm. at that theater. I saw it with Blake and Joel. Yeah, what up? And uh, we were like trying to get tickets, and their app was like it's sold out. We couldn't see any, and then. We're like, oh, well, we have, there's actually these three here. And we were like sat in the handicapped section. Uh, me and Joel sat together. And then across the empty space was Blake. <laughs> you know how full that theater was? Maybe like 10 out of 25 seats. Oh, gosh. Absolute garbage service. Hmm. So and if they can improve that, I'll go more. But. We live a mile away from a theater, so yeah. it's a little more convenient. Yeah. Speaking of movies. <laughs> oh, one last quick story. Ah. It's tie- it ties in with our, our review this week. Okay, good. Uh, Mission Impossible. I'm just trying had to Had the best opening weekend <laughs> of the series. Yeah. Um, Where did I have it here? 61.3? 61.5 domestic, 156 worldwide. Mm-hmm. So... Good job, Fallout. Yeah, well deserved too. Well deserved. Yeah, did a great uh, job. Let's jump into that. Yeah. Non-spoilers. We're gonna keep non-spoilers for the podcast for, for the that episode. for the episode. We'll do a spoiler review that will come out in a separate video mm-hmm. tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. And it will it will all be on the one podcast episode. I won't split those up. Okay. So. Deal. If you're listening to that, like, oh, what? Don't worry about it. It'll be okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. I Calm mean, down. They would literally just see, like, right below the current episode, one that was called Spoiler Review. <laughs> they probably wouldn't worry that much. I don't know. They might. Never know. I would worry. Good to know, Luke. All what right. If it doesn't work. Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> someone's, time. someone's talking about Fallout. Well, it's a, they have a game coming out this fall. There's a Fallout game. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! You know who I want to start this discussion? Chris? Yes. Chris, start the discussion. What's up? I already told the people in the chat, but I didn't see Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout, so I'm just going to be hanging out here talking to people in the chat. So uh, chat, chat at chat, me. Chat, chat, chat. You can moderate. Guys, this was such a good movie. Um, I'll raise you. I think... I, don't, I won't say my favorite of the year yet, but this is going to be one of the best movies of the year. I think this is one of the best action movies made in the past several years. The only one that I could honestly think that's better was Mad Max Fury Road. And if they're kind of honestly the same movie. Except one's a car chase and one is just just a, constant action throughout. Like, seven minute running montage? <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> like, it's just like is it just it's gonna elevate the genre even more 
Oh, for sure. Can I give what I assume will be my review after I see it? Sure. Uh, I thought it was a great movie. Uh, <laughs> definitely a great action movie. Not necessarily my type of movie, but I mean, for, it was still fun. It was definitely a fun movie. Uh, I thought Simon Pegg really brought the comedy to it, which I thought was uh, really important for this. Uh, I think it's the best Tom Cruise movie we've had in a while. And uh, probably the best Mission Impossible movie, honestly. So that is his review for the future. Was that, do you think that was an accurate review? I, I don't know. I'm, what if you I came out and you're it? just like, I hate it. What did you think, <laughs> it was terrible. What did you think of uh, Rogue Nation? Uh, was that the one with the climbing up the building? No. No. <laughs> then Rogue Nation was not memorable. Oh, no. Rogue, Na- I think Rogue Nation was my favorite one. Just because, like, I, in my opinion, if you take out the climbing of the building and Ghost Protocol, that movie isn't as good. Rogue Nation was just insanity. Like, I felt like it was Fallout, but they just, like, were a little more conservative. Yeah. And also, they introduced the syndicate in that movie. I like that it's, it's like, the first proper sequel. sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's able to raise the stakes in a way that the others weren't. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but man, Mission Impossible Two. There's a ref. There's there's references to Mission Impossible Two in this movie. Were there doves? No. Oh. <laughs> Thank um, goodness. I guess I won't talk about that. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. But uh, I I'm falling in love with Kristen Quarry. I think he's gonna be just a legendary director and writer. He's good. Like he wrote parts i guess of edge of tomorrow too mm-hmm. yep um he he did he write rogue nation that i'm not sure about i don't know if he wrote that one but he wrote this one and he directed rogue nation and directed this one he's it's just it's so like surgical to me like what he does like i feel like everything has a purpose in the movie he's doing you know what's hilarious they started filming this movie with a 33 page script very intentionally because they went about the movie the same way they the characters go about solving a problem the i'm gonna figure it out they just had to figure it out Mm. (laughs) and part of that i mean they fleshed out a little more when tom cruise broke his foot because because they had some time to flesh some things out but um yeah like i saw an interview with him about just the filming process and He's like, yeah, we went in. We had some very clear ideas on what we wanted to do set piece-wise um, and where we wanted to go from A to B. We were like, how do we make – how do we get there? And so they were kind of moving on the fly, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It worked really well for this movie, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, aw- it was really good. Yeah, because they were like, we're not sure if we're going to be able to get Paris for the whole car chase scene, you know. That scene is so long, too, which it, I really appreciated. So that was really good. cool. I just one of the reasons I like to compare it to Mad Max Fury Road a bit is it's just giant action scenes throughout the movie and then all right here he can rest for a bit right yeah. here. <laughs> all right, but then ready. it turns out you're still in the same action scene. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of talking about Act Two right now because like it's Man. like multiple chase scenes with just like a okay here we go again. <laughs> yeah, it was legit hard for me to figure out where each act began and ended. Two to three, I thought was fairly easy, but like yeah, I didn't different know country. Where act one and act two. Yeah, because Which, they because they did yeah, that. and 
There's not a huge break. No. Now that I've thought about it, I think I know. But yeah, in the moment, I'm just like, wait a second, are we? Are we? <laughs> it's right seamless. Now? <laughs> I was out of breath in this movie, oh and not just my because gosh. Tom Cruise runs a bunch, like <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> like the way I described it in my tweet, I think was exhaustingly fun. Yeah. Because you're just like, wow, that's incredible. But you're like constantly holding your breath because of the stuff that they do in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's real. Yeah. They jump out of a plane for real in this movie. Oh, that's such a good scene. That scene is One dope. One shot. Skydiving. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't Props to that caravan who, who did that. Props to like everything for every action scene in the movie, though. Like... Some of the stuff they pull off is so ridiculous. And there's, I'd say, there's only one part in this movie where I was like, that looked fake. And it's in the trailer, so I'll say it's when Tom Cruise hits a car and he rolls. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's the only yeah. thing where I went, oh. <laughs> but it didn't, like, hurt the movie at all. No. But, like, um, if you want to watch the featurette for, like, the Halo jump and the um, helicopter stuff... It doesn't take anything out of the movie uh-uh. seeing that beforehand. In fact, I think no. it makes it more impressive. Because, well, like, Tom Cruise learned how to fly a helicopter for this movie. That's what was so, like, so crazy to me. Like, going, had I not watched that feature yet, because you had sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have been like, ah, they got somebody else to do it. But, like, knowing that Tom Cruise really flew that helicopter, the whole scene I was like, oh, oh he's going to wreck. Oh, please don't wreck. Please don't wreck. Like, could you imagine... Like, being his agent oh, while gosh. he's doing that scene. Like, that dude was probably in shambles. <laughs> like, oh, please don't wreck, please don't wreck, please don't wreck. This guy's my ticket. Please don't wreck, please don't wreck. Like, Especially freaking out. And what if this is, like, after he broke his ankle? <laughs> it probably was. Do you think he was, like, limping from pain in that scene? Um, no. Because I'm pretty sure I saw the behind the scenes and he was just like, Bleh! after he did it because he knew right away. Well, no, I mean, like, when they shot it again oh when he actually makes the jump do you think he's limping from like real pain or do you think he was limping just as a reference because everybody knows he probably is a reference because i'm pretty sure that's a different take yeah they used the take where he broke where he actually broke his foot in all the trailers yeah but they i I noticed they didn't use the shot in the actual movie Mm -hmm. tear (laughs) um gosh that would just i'd be so scared to be his agent i also, I just got to shout out the soundtrack to this movie. I love the soundtrack. The sound engineering in total, including the soundtrack, I yeah. thought was very interesting because there were moments, I need to rewatch it because there's moments where there's no sound other than the, the music, and then there's moments where there's no music and it's just the like the SFX ambient yeah. noise. And I'm tr- I was trying to figure out like why. I think I know why, because, like, one of those scenes is a fighting scene, and it just hurts more when there's no music. Like, you feel the punches. At least I did. Mm -hmm. But, like, then there's scenes, like, before um, the beginning of the Act 2 big action scene, where it's, like, you just see cars driving around and it's building up to it and it's just the mission impossible theme Mm -hmm. with this percussion and you're just like oh man here we go this is about to go down and also 
um, if you if you make a soundtrack and you want it to be good, in my opinion, you got to stay away from pretty much what John Williams has done for the past sixty years or how long he's been doing it. Like I feel like that's been done. I feel like nobody uses piano, and uh, Michael Giacchino is one of those guys who does use it. Yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes soundtrack, he did it, and then um, the dude used it in this one. And also, uh, if you can incorporate percussion well into your soundtrack, you got me hooked. I was a drummer. So, like, there's a part where it's just, like, just percussion. Man of Steel did it, too. Where it's just heavy drums, loud. But then there's also, like, just, like, drums, like... I was like, ooh, ooh, I like this a lot. So, we're talking a lot about the action scenes um, and my shout out you already shouted out the director um rob hardy is the cinematographer on this and like what a good job of keeping everything in focus and when i what i know shaky cam there's it's not shaky cam everything is you can easily track what's happening in a scene the entire length of the scene you know where people are mm-hmm. you know it's it was just so well shot mm-hmm. and like um feel like i've been talking a lot do you have oh it's okay no you okay. guys are good i don't have any opinions. <laughs> yeah i was looking at i was looking at tyler i was like you know I was like, but um uh, now i don't remember what i was gonna say oh with just like the fighting they they kind of got out of hand with uh tom cruise's fighting in mission impossible 2 he like is a full oh. ninja yeah in this one he kind of just gets by just enough with basic fighting skill which is something i really like he's more of a plotter mm-hmm. and you kind of get that through all the mission impossible movies like in the angela bassett even says it like you use a scalpel i use a hammer yeah like he's really finesse he sneaks in with like like in one and three and two two but there's like lots of masks yeah. and stuff like it's more sneaking in and doing stuff where Henry Cavill is more of the hammer and he's like fighting, but like, like the bathroom fight scene. He gets the crap kicked out of him in that scene. So does Henry Cavill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they're going against somebody that really knows how to fight. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I believe that Yeah, they're getting their butts handed to him. I love that fight scene so much. <laughs> I did not see that scene ending how it did though. Oh, <laughs> I did not see that coming, but I loved it. Yes. Yeah, it was good. Um, did you guys have a favorite stunt or fight? I guess. Uh, my favorite stunt was probably the halo jump. That was a good stunt. That was so sick. Like, it's not a single stunt. I really enjoyed the motorcycle chase around Paris. Yeah. And like, <laughs> When he drives through the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. I've been there and I was like, ooh, no, don't go in there. You're dead. <laughs> Going backwards. But he's like the main character, so I don't know why I was worried. Right. I I really like the bathroom scene. Yeah. Honestly. Yep. I I thought it was really well shot. I thought it was interesting. It introduced a character. It turned the movie in a completely different direction than i thought it was gonna go it did a lot of crazy things and i just thought that was so cool it was a great setup for the the rest for the rest of the movie Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it kind of drove the story from there Mm -hmm. 
because like it seems as the movie starts you're like ah well this is your pretty standard action movie and then it immediately takes a left turn and it just goes off the wall Mm -hmm. and it's awesome yeah my other favorite fight scene um is a spoiler so i will be very vague about it but it's the one at the end that does not involve tom cruise hmm I think I know which one you're talking about, mm-hmm. but I won't say. Because Tom Cruise is dead. <laughs> what? No. I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Okay, good. That scene's awesome. Yeah. It's really good. Right? Also really nice that it doesn't have Tom Cruise in it. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about, like, did this movie feel long? Yes. And that's my one, like, could it have been, like, 15 minutes shorter probably because i didn't know this movie was this movie's two hours and 20 minutes long and i didn't know that and when it finished i was like that i did i didn't think it felt long i was like really what i thought it felt short until the end and i felt like it kind of drug out a little bit Mm. but everything else i was like i mean it was happening very quickly the pacing in this movie was just like pedal to the metal i did like, not know it was that long yeah i and it ended and i was like i really have to go to the bathroom <laughs> which usually i don't and then like i got on indb and it was like two hours and 27 minutes i was like what see i knew that going in i think if yeah. i hadn't known i probably mm-hmm. would have been but i went at like 10 o'clock at night so i was oh I was, I was every like, movie feels long do i go late. to the 10 or 10 30 oh shoot well i definitely don't want to go to 10 30 <laughs> luke and i went to the 6 40 yeah and i was like We'll get out around, I don't know, nine, and the movie ended and it's like nine fifty-five, and I was like, <laughs> "What the heck? Like, no way!" Had a whole night planned. Because every movie, every Mission Impossible movie, Mission Impossible movie has ended around two hours, like mm-hmm. on the dot. And so when I looked at my phone, I was like, "What?" I think the longest one previously was two twelve. Yeah, they're all pretty. Ghost Protocol. Yeah, maybe. I'm probably wrong. I'm not. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that's my maybe my one knock is that I I thought it felt a little long. What I will say for that length though is that they included some great stuff in there, um, some great character development that I wasn't expecting. I know, especially for Ethan's character near the end, in the third act. I really appreciated what they did with um, Ethan Hunt and Luther. The two, the only two people that have been in every single movie, yeah. and I just felt like what they did with their relationship was like I believe that. Yeah, I, I thought Luther was Luther was probably one of the weaker characters to me, other than when he's talking to. I was gonna say he has the most emotional scene he does. in the entire movie. Yeah, he has t- he has two scenes with uh, secondary characters that I thought were perfect and like, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. They delivered such good emotion and character development that it's worth, you know, it's worth the not so good parts of Luther being in there. But, and I think a lot of that might just because he's a less experienced actor. Like, I don't know what else Ving Rhames is in except for mission impossible. Well, and, but that's, I don't know. He's, he's playing fourth string. Yeah. To, <laughs> Tom Cruise and Rebecca Ferguson and Simon Pegg. And Henry Cavill. And Henry Cavill. Yeah. So fifth string. So he doesn't have that much action. 
which again is fine. He's the he's the tech guy. He's the tech guy, but he just doesn't do much outside of. There's a there's the scene at the beginning. I I guess I also really like that he mm-hmm. did move on. Yeah, second act he was just kind of there, but that's to be expected when you have more six than, main characters. <laughs> more than Ghost Protocol. <laughs> yeah. Or he's in the last scene. Right. Um, how did you feel, guys feel about Elsa? Ilsa, Rebecca Ferguson's character, um, coming back. Dude, I I love her character. I like her a lot too. And I like I feel so bad for her character too. Just like all the stuff she's been through, and she just can't win. Mm-hmm. She's actually probably my favorite character. Like I love loved her in Rogue Nation. Yeah, I really want her to get a superhero role. So, ooh, I'd be down for that. I think she'd be a really good Catwoman. It's harder for me to cast the Marvel movies. Mystique. I don't know. The new Mystique. <laughs> there's, there's just so many less roles. And I don't know it as well. Sorry. Going People. down the rabbit hole. Sorry. Okay. Any yeah. other thoughts on Fallout? Um, I was really impressed with Henry Cavill's performance. I was going to say, well. are we going to talk about him or. And he rocked that mustache. He did. Yes, he did. It may have hurt Justice League a lot, but, but it, I think it was worth it. <laughs> it helped Mission Impossible. I So that was the first movie I've seen Henry Cavill in that isn't him playing Superman. You should watch Man From U.N.C.L.E. That's what I hear. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's but a good one. It is so weird to me, and this does not impact how I felt about him in the movie, but it is so weird to me to hear Henry Cavill cuss. Yeah. It is so strange. Like, I couldn't... Like, he... <laughs> He cussed, and I was like, what? That's super bad. You would say that. <laughs> Go back to Kansas. <laughs> it, it's just so weird. Like, I, I don't know. It doesn't take away from his character, though. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. His role was great. He was probably the... my second favorite person after Rebecca Ferguson's character. He was... I don't want to get into... He was my favorite character, but I don't want to get into why until spoilers. I kind of also feel bad for... Uh, Rebecca Ferguson because like she's not a huge lead in this so like I would have liked to seen more mm-hmm. with her but what I got with her I thought was just a really like single story in the movie yeah that I really drove her character forward and I like that absolutely agreed so should we give our ratings? Yes. Before moving on? Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. This is a booyah. Yeah. Booyah. I'd say booyah mostly because booyah. my little brother and little sister who have not seen a single Mission Impossible movie came out of that theater amped up. Luke sat next to my sister. He could probably <laughs> tell you more, but she was going nuts the whole movie, I she, think. A lot of time I was just laughing because she was having such an awesome time. And I love watching with movies with people and they're enjoying it. Yeah, she she had a blast. She loved it. She actually watched uh, Rogue Nation today, and she's like, "It was good, but the new one's way better." And I was like, "Like, like, listen, the Mission Impossible movies before this, I don't really, I think they're a lot of fun. Maybe they could be great. This one is just like, boom! It's like way above the other ones, in my opinion." Okay, I thought I heard that. Um, but yeah, I, I had to say booyah. Just yeah. one for my enjoyment, I loved it. But two for my brother and sister who had never seen a Mission yeah. Impossible, and they were just 
loving every second of it. And like, I don't know where it's going to be in my list of like my top 10 or whatever of the year, but it, I, it will probably right now there. it's in my top three. I can tell you. Yeah. That. It'll yeah. be pretty high up for me. Yeah. Agreed. I think expectations my, uh, are set. Are, yeah. We're, Chris, we're hyping it up maybe too <laughs> oh, much for I'm, Chris. I'm excited. No, my, my final thought on fallout is that, um, I think it's the it's the new action series that's go, that's more or less replacing James Bond. I can it's, see that. It's the marriage of the James Bond uh, spy action movie with the like awesome vehicle stuff that Fast and Furious does. Yeah. Also, um. Lots of people right now are like, oh, Henry Cavill should be James Bond. That means he would have been in the spy movie, Man from Uncle, <laughs> the spy movie, Mission Impossible. And then if he could get in, he should get him in Kingsman he 3, would, too. <laughs> he would be very interesting Bond. He'd be a huge Bond. He would be huge. I actually... Wait, people are really saying that? Yeah. I don't think they will. I think it'll either be Idris Elba or it'll be a girl. Yeah. That's really funny because... At lunch on Saturday, I said Henry Cavill would be an awesome James Bond. I think he would be great. But I didn't know that that was actually, like, people were talking about that. Mm -hmm. That's, yes. It's a real thing. Sorry. I feel reinforced. <laughs> Psychology 101. Positive reinforcement. Well, I, if we're done with our reviews, yeah. you know what that means. Oh. Ah, wait. No. Ah, it's happening. You can't, you can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop this. Hit it again, this. just for good measure. Our listeners One just heard time. the air horn. Well, this one's better. I'm hitting it again. Okay. <laughs> air horns galore right now. So I'm many air this. horns. I like mine. So, just a heads up. If you sent a question in last week and it didn't get answered, that is because my phone is on the fritz and I have not been getting notifications, so I apologize. It happened to us in our group chat today. You guys had a full-on conversation to a question that I asked. <laughs> I didn't see any of it. Because my phone is not letting me know when things are happening. The only notification thing that works is my messages. So if you need to get a hold of me, text me. We need to get you a little computer. I know. I should have brought Dana's, but I didn't. So that's on me. Okay, so we're going to go back to last week and answer a few questions. Does that work for everybody? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So the first question is from LZ, which is Logan, at The Last Samurai. What is the best slash your favorite wedding-related episode of a TV show? Hashtag wedding season. Okay, I'm going first because I don't want anybody to take mine. Um, the episode from Parks and Rec where Andy and April invite everybody over for a party, <laughs> but it turns out they're getting married. That one is the best. That's That one's pretty great. Um, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine wedding with... Uh pretty great because I, I just love brooklyn 99 that's the best comedy currently on tv i'll be morbid and say the red wedding <laughs> game oh. of thrones because it raises the stakes changes the game and i love that yeah because i couldn't think of anyone else that's fair um you guys took the good ones here too especially i would have gone with yours 
I can't think of a lot. The the only other one I can think of right now is uh, Leslie and Ben's wedding from Parks and Rec. That was so good. Mm-hmm. That was so good too. You got to see Ron punch Jam in the <laughs> face. Ah. <laughs> is Jam the DJ? No. Oh, Jam. Oh, he's counselor. Yeah. Council- City council. Jam. Councilman Jam. You've been jammed. Okay. The t- I don't have it. I, don't, I turned it off. I'm sorry. No. I have a I have a jammed gif, but it's not. Actually, you probably hear it right now. Oh no, that's a terrible. <laughs> We're air horning it up right now. We're gonna lose all of our followers. I'm sorry. Anyway, right, next so question. Our next question comes from at jtizall12, who will be appearing later, and he's he's joined the random question uh, pool with Exum. So it's something about Oklahoma and and random questions. So this one is, what is your favorite dessert topping? Also applies to pancakes and waffles. Um, frosting on a cake. I'm just gonna go with caramel, pretty much anything, or caramel, or however you want to say it. I don't care how you say it; it still tastes good. <laughs> I'm, I don't even know if mine counts. <laughs> I would have to say brownie as a topping. Brownie is a topping, like so, like, like crumbled, crumbling yeah. brownie on a. Okay, yeah. it's a dessert topping. All right, I guess. I like cake on top of my cake. No. <laughs> Cake on cake. I'm yours? just not a single topping guy. That's my problem. Well, you are now. You got to pick one. <sighs> or we can cheat like I usually do. <laughs> well, my one would be all of these. All of these things together. We'll go with uh, chocolate syrup. Classic. I can dig that. You can put that on like anything. Yeah. Put that cla- on cheesecake. You Classic put that on man. ice cream. Ugh, cheesecake is you gross. put it on waffles. Tomatoes. I don't eat tomatoes, so that's not a problem. I eat cheesecake at your <laughs> Neither do I. I don't, <laughs> I don't like them. I hear it. I tried, Chris. Don't you give suffered, me that look. Suffered through my birthday cheesecake. <laughs> well, I ate one piece of the two that I was given, then Luke ate the other. <laughs> so thank you, Luke. I'll eat cheesecake. Okay, so if it's good, JT also said something uh, last week about we were talking about Doctor Who as part of our SDCC episode, and who they that they announced the new Doctor, um, and he said. You know who would make a great Doctor Who? Christopher Waltz. I don't know why I bring that up, but yeah. And I didn't know who that was, but I looked him up, and I could totally see him playing a Doctor It's like the doctor bad who. guy in everything. Yeah. yeah. I could totally see him playing yeah. a Doctor in Doctor Who. Wouldn't be, be a good guy for once? He's going to be a good guy, it looks like, in Akita. Yeah. Unless there's a twist in that that I don't know. Dark twist. That'd <laughs> I'm be super dark. I gotta be honest, that movie looks terrible. And I'm being generous on that. I thought the trailer we saw before Mission Impossible looked way better than the first trailer, though. But it still looks super weird to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll be seeing that one. No, I'm skipping that. Yeah. Especially since I won't have Movie Pass anymore, so. I agree. I think I'd enjoy a Christoph Waltz Doctor Who. Doctor. Okay. The doctor. So, our next question comes from somebody very near and dear to our hearts, and that is Julie Zilke. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. <laughs> hey, Mom. At JF Zilke, are there any animal superheroes? If so, what are your favorites? I'm going to go first. <laughs> okay. I'll take Crypto. That's, I was going to – I mean, he's he's the first one to come to mind. Crypto clearly. the super dog. Mostly because I'm reading a Superman comic right now, 
and they're stranded on Dinosaur Island, and Crypto somehow ended up there with them, and he's just kicking dinosaurs' butts, and it's awesome. It's nice. so ridiculous, but I love it. Uh, there's also um, Lockjaw, as, yeah, from the Inhumans. Inhumans. Mm-hmm. He was probably one of the only good things about that. He did something for two seconds. Yeah, because he, he can like teleport and stuff. Um, I have an honorable mention as well. I'm gonna go with Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> nice. Ah, well done. What's the squirrel's name in the Green Lantern Corps? Chip. I don't know. <laughs> That's not my honorable mention. But does Groot count as his? Are an animal? the rescue rangers <laughs> superheroes? Is Squirrel Girl an animal? Uh, Here, Darkwing Duck. I was gonna say Howard bat- the Duck. I was gonna say Bat Cow. <laughs> All right, I'm bat just googling thing. animal uh, superheroes. Spider Ham, Streaky the Super Cat. That's Supergirls. Detective Chimp. He's oh, in. Oh yeah, Detective Chimp. He's in Metal. Captain Carrot, who's a rabbit. Yeah, Captain Carrot in the what's his team called? I don't know. One of my coworkers talks about Captain Carrot all the time. Alley Cat Abra, Solovar. Um, there's a lot of Sonic characters on here. Shadow the Hedgehog. Knuckles the... I don't recognize any other ones. What? Beppo? Who's Beppo? Looks like a monkey. I like Detective Chimp. So there are uh, quite a few animal superheroes, but uh, they're not the most well-known most of the time. Probably the most well-known currently is Rocket because of Guardians of the Galaxy, followed by Crypto. This saw some dog. saw some dope crypto cosplay at Wizard World. Oh, such a cute little doggy. Could what's the next question? Could Beast Boy pass as? I mean, Beast Boy is all of the animals. <laughs> Plus, he's a person who turns into animals. Okay. All right. Well, next question comes from Ian Deckard, pronounced E N. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, yeah. So. His question is, okay, I've been quiet for a change, so here's my divisive question. Impossible try something new option, WTF cast. Why don't you talk Doctor Who? I grew up watching it on the BBC on a whopping 13-inch TV. That was big for back then. Are you too cool to who? Winky face. So I've watched, I think, the first two seasons since the reboot, and I definitely see why people like it so much. But it just hasn't necessarily been my cup of tea. But, I mean, I'll give it another shot. A uh, little backstory. So, Ian came into my office today and was like, I tweeted this out as I was listening to last week's podcast. And we mentioned Doctor Who, like, minutes <laughs> after he tweeted that. Ha. And he just thought that was funny. I was wondering. Because when I read the question, I was like... So, now that we... And we, this... we just had another Doctor Who question. Yeah. I just think that's Doctor Who is so we slowly have creeping in. Been creeping talking in. about Doctor Who a little bit, <laughs> a little bit loosely. Uh, for me, one reason I don't watch it is because I just don't have an interest in it. But I haven't watched in it, so maybe that could change if I did. Also, I don't know where to watch it. Yeah, I don't know so, how to watch it. I think it's on. Ooh. It it's used on to be on. It used to be on Netflix because that's where Stephanie watched it, and I saw a number of episodes. 
Also, like, would I start with the new reboot, or start, would I start with the girl? Start with the, either the new reboot or Matt Smith. Okay. Which I think is the second new Doctor. Yes. Most of my Doctor Hugh, Doctor Hugh, Doctor Hugh, Doctor Hugh Grant, <laughs> um, Doctor Who exposure comes from when I see oh, what's his name, Malcolm Merlin talk about being Captain <laughs> Jack Harkness. So yeah, I was gonna mention that. That's all I know. So. Luke and I have gone to a few Comic Cons together. JT actually went to one of them with us and Lepke. And Doctor Who is always there in like full force. Like there are so many people who are super into Doctor Who. So I've always been curious about it. I've just never I'm kinda of with Luke. I don't know where to watch it. I don't I don't know where I would find it. Also I'm really bad at watching T V shows, so that is another thing. I watch a bunch of shows. I feel like it'd be a really daunting <laughs> task for me. But I would be, I mean, if I had a means to watch it, I'd, I'd give it a shot as a try something new. Absolutely. So maybe in our next try something new, we will do... We'll off to try it. Or we could do where we tweet it out and he can refer, like, say one of us should watch it. Okay. Oh. And it can't be Brett, because you know Brett. <laughs> next question. Yes. Uh, some dude named Brett Eitzen tweeted and tagged us. I don't know. We'll move on. His question's <laughs> stupid. Um, Blake, at Real Blake Bye said, Am I allowed to share a picture with everyone of Luke in cowboy boots? Sure. I don't we, care. We said yes, but he never did it. Step Follow up, through. Step Do up you your want, game. Blake. It's free country. America. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Josh Taylor is back again what? at all 12 What is your favorite back rom-com again. and sports car? Weird combo, but uh, I like it. Is that phrased in such a way that the rom-com has to be a sports car? What is your favorite romantic <laughs> comedy and sports car? Okay. Favorite rom-com. I thought you would have yours right away. Well, I don't know which one to pick. Can I say all of mine? <laughs> you can say two of them. Can I say three of them? No, two. I'm saying three. <laughs> two. Um, Princess Bride. One of yours might be one of mine. That doesn't count. It's um, romantic and it's a comedy. Groundhog Day. Fine. And Deadpool. Also okay, doesn't you count. You didn't take mine. <laughs> I'd count I Deadpool. Don't watch, I don't watch rom-coms. Oh, he's too cool for rom-coms. Nope, so. I just don't. I just You've just never don't. seen Groundhog Day? Or yeah. Deadpool? <laughs> or 10 Things I Hate About You? I've never seen that. I've seen all of those movies. <laughs> the Proposal? Day is good, but not for the rom-com I'll, aspects I'll of it. One. You go ahead and say uh, yours. Tyler and I are going to get in a fight. because. <laughs> no, I have another one. I have a, that was my second one. Or we're just going to become best friends. because We both like we can 10, watch rom-coms together and eat ice cream. <laughs> Mine would be 50 First Dates. All right. I thought that would be Luke's because it has a penguin in it. Man. <laughs> Penguins are my favorite animal. doesn't mean I have to like... <laughs> that has to be my favorite thing. Hey. Adam Sandler is really uh, popping up in this episode. He is. He's here in full force. Okay, our next question. Oh, sports cars. What's your favorite sports car? Are you looking at your movies to see <laughs> if you have a rom-com? I don't, I don't think I have a rom-com up there. 
Sounds like you just stroked out for a second. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about cars. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's classified as a sports car, but my favorite car my entire life has always been a Lexus IS300. I can't tell you why. Maybe because it was in a video game and I really liked it. I don't know. But I've always wanted one. And I think they're nice looking cars. I like Mustangs. I don't know enough about cars either. Uh, ever since I was little, I always liked the Mercedes SLR McLaren. Um, it's just a real pretty car. And uh, now that I am a grown man and care about the environment, <laughs> I'd drive a Tesla if I could. I'm going to go with a Ferrari because I know that name. <laughs> but, like, which one? Which one? Oh, uh, uh, Enzo. A, a, a red one. Enzo. <laughs> I don't know. Just say an Enzo. No. <laughs> does uh Ferrari Enzo man? Does the Revenant count as a rom com? Yes, because he loves that bear. <laughs> he loves it so much he brings it with him. What about Psycho? The movie's kind of funny, and he loves his mom. Wow. In a different way. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next question comes to us from. At Shorts King Joel, which is Joel Allen. So many questions. Thoughts on the... Going crazy. Ugh, this is hard to say. Thoughts on the mo- movie... Pap- I think he's missing some letters. Movie Passocalypse. Yeah, I think that's what he was going for, but it turned into Movie Papocalypse. I refer you back to our news section. Yeah, we already talked about it. Yeah, we talked about it. But I want to read the tweet <laughs> that he... <laughs> that is part of it, because it's really funny. That he quoted. It says... He tweet he quoted this tweet and it says complaining about movie pass is like robbing a bank and complaining there isn't more money in the vault. <laughs> and then somebody responded to that saying, No, it's like paying one hundred bucks for an all you can eat buffet and then walking in to see there is no food left on the table. <laughs> so that just is depends fantastic. on the kind of customer you were, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that is in our news section, so you get your answer earlier than everyone else. If you're listening late. Last question. Quick answer, we're probably going to cancel. Yeah, we're probably going to cancel. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely going to cancel. I just don't know when. Um, I never got it, so. Our next question is from at Eric, or at EXM, which is Eric XM. And it's not a random question this time. It's pretty good. How hype are you guys for the Meg? Hashtag punch the shark. What's um, the countdown? It comes out August 8th. Like 10 days away? Yeah, next weekend. That's Wednesday, so it's probably the tenth, ninth, or tenth, tenth, tenth. Um, let's see. If I was on the hype train, figuratively, I'm currently working the horn, <laughs> trying to get people on it. Like, hey, there's a train over here. Come jump on. That's where I'm at. I'm. Whoop, whoop. I would say jump on the big train. My hype has exceeded the train. So much so <laughs> that I got Netflix to put Deep Blue Sea on there <laughs> because that is now on Netflix. And I almost watched it the other night. I'm a content passenger in the train. I'm but like, you're on the train. I'm on the train, but so, I I'm not I'm I'm not going around on street corners handing out tracks. I'm like at the station considering buying a ticket for the train i'm not super hyped for it 
That's okay. Uh, Luke and I will come grab you and throw you on the train anyways. <laughs> you can sit in the luggage area. Um, Sharknado 6? You can sit by me. The last Sharknado. The last Sharknado. The poster for that came out today. It's about time. Yeah. And it has dinosaurs on it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because it's... <laughs> exactly. The last Sharknado. It's about time. It's a time travel movie. <laughs> about sharks and tornadoes combining. It's awesome. I haven't seen any of those. Me either. So, Sharknado 6. The last Sharknado. It's about time. I'm more hyped for that than the make. All right, then. That is the end of Twitter with Tyler. My uh, my mom sent a question in the chat. Ooh. So we have one more. Yes, we have we have one question uh, via text message. Oh, that was text? Yeah. Oh. Not, not in the chat. Uh, what did the stickers mean on mine and Luke's computers? Oh. My mom texted you? <laughs> yeah. Mom? <laughs> Me and Julie are tight. I'm confused. So, for the stickers, this one here is an Oculus sticker for Oculus Rift, which is a VR headset that I have. Which I need to come by and play this week. And this one here is MXL, which is the brand of all of our microphones. And this one here is Soylent, which is a um, nutrition drink that I drink. And Luke has a lot more stickers than me. I do. Um, this one, I can't see it. <laughs> uh, this one is Wakanda from Black Panther. Uh, this one's from Justice League. It's kind of based off the movie. Um, they all kind of have jokes on it. Like the one in the middle is Superman, but it says dead underneath it because he was dead at the beginning of that movie. Um, so it's kind of funny. Um, this one down here, this is from a rap album called Indy Jones, and he looks like Heisenberg. So that's what it's a great album. Look it up. Um, vote no f to superhuman registration. It's from Captain America Civil War, the comic book, not the movie. Um, that's actually my favorite one. I like that one because it looks political, but it's actually not. Um, Humble Beast is a ministry record label. Um, if you go to humblebeast.com, all their music is free. And they're really good. My favorite nice. band is actually from that. They're called Beautiful Eulogy. Yeah. They're, they're real good. They're, they're a hip-hop group, and I call their genre actually... Emotional bangers is what I call them. Accurate description. Because they go hard, but they kind of hit your heart. I've listened to a few songs. They're pretty good. They're amazing. Do I have any more? I also have a Punisher one that doesn't fit on there. That's it. <laughs> all right, that's all the questions. I don't have any now. stickers. Neither. What, what do we have on here? What, what do we have? A bunch of buttons. Some buttons. <laughs> we have this button. <laughs> Don't play the air horn again. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tyler. That should not be next to me. <laughs> the more buttons you add to that thing, the more buttons I'm going to press. I know. I'm just going to bury them in folders so you can't find them. Well, where can they find us, Chris? I'm Twitterless Chris. You can find these guys at these places. For those of you on the podcast listening, um, Luke is my name. You can find me at the boy one T H E underscore B O I underscore W U N D A. You can find me at Tyler underscore 19 underscore Davis. Uh, you can find me at BRITson. And you can find us at WhatTheFanboy on all the social medias, except for Facebook. Yep. 
All right. And that is uh, it for this week. Tune in to our spoiler yes. thing. For Mission, <laughs> Mission spoiler Impossible. Thing. We're doing a video for the spoilers for Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. That will be out this week. It will not be live. So look for that on Tuesday. Yay. Tomorrow. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for watching. What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to our Mission Impossible Fallout spoiler talk. We're going to do a little deep dive into all the spoileriness of Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, my name is Luke, and joining me for a little discussion... I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And uh, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, go check out episode 58 of our What the Fanboy podcast. We did a non-spoiler talk, and we talked news and what we've been up to. So I recommend you go check that out before watching this. And also make sure you see the movie because it's really, really good. So guys, what spoiler thing do you just got to talk about? I think you just got to talk about it. August Walker. August Mustachio Walker. What do you want to talk about with him? AKA Henry Cavill. AKA John Mark. <laughs> that is where I was going, yes. him, Just him being the villain in the way that I felt they revealed it was really cool. Um, it's a really cool bait-and-switch scene with Simon Pegg's character um, that I kind of saw coming. I mean, yeah. But I, it's it's just really well done, though. It, it's really cool. Um, but I, for me, I felt it was spoiled when he tells his plan to Angela Bassett, when he's trying to frame Hunt. See, see here's the thing. I felt that was super on purpose. Because if they wouldn't have done that, I mean, honestly, when they announced Henry Cavill, they're like, he's playing the villain. Yeah. Mm. So I was really happy right away when he's like, I've got this phone and it's yeah. it's, it's from John Lark. And I was yeah. like, okay, good. They're not trying to be like, ooh, he's he's the bad guy at the end. Right. <laughs> Which I hate it when they do that because it's like, well, obviously he's going to be the bad guy. Oh, right. yeah, he's With, the bad guy. And they did really intentional shots of that. Of said phone because mm -hmm. when they actually take it off the body, it's broken. Yep. Yeah. And the phone he hands to her is not. Yeah. And so, like, okay, like, we know he's the bad guy. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was really cool. Like, he still had the villainy monologue when he's telling her the plan of Ethan Hunt when it's mm -hmm. actually his plan the whole time. Yeah. I just, I really like the way they reveal that. I just yeah. thought it was really well I did done. Too. And, like, with the like whole mask thing, like, it was yeah. nice to have masks back. Yeah. Because they, they were in three they weren't in four yeah they were well the bad guy had one and you just see him rip them off they never the good guys yeah never wear them. that's true that's true it is um, just the bad guy and i don't remember them in five i could be wrong but that's okay him, but. but my favorite mask reveal though they they got me with this one i thought they were going to change the entire world at the very beginning oh when during the yeah. newscast scene they're like three bombs went off and i was yep. like oh my gosh there's no way they're doing that to the world. And they got me. Yeah. I fell for it. And then the walls dropped and I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> and 
I thought it was going to be Alec Baldwin was going to be the newscaster. Oh, sure. <laughs> but then it was Simon Pegg took off his mask, and I was like, oh, good job. You know? Yeah, that yeah. that one was good. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, favorite spoiler moment? Probably just the whole end of the movie with Julia and Elsa. Elsa. Just how she's moved on. I mean, yeah, we kind of had a, an idea that Julia was going to be in this movie in some way, whether mm-hmm. whether that's through flashbacks or dreams, but the fact that she was there and very intentionally um, by the bad guys, by Lane, Solomon Lane, yeah, um, by design, and then allowing her to be let go from the franchise, basically saying yeah. we don't have to hold on to her anymore. We can allow this relationship between. Ilsa, Ilsa and, Ethan. and Ethan grow into mm-hmm. something really cool, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I like the end you've always feared yep. monologue. Like, I just think that was so cool. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. Uh, they also, they got me at the end. Yes. With the screen went to white and they showed the sunset and I was like, oh, <laughs> they lost. They yeah. got, I, I feel like I felt really dumb after that one. Cause like, I mean, the good guys are going to win. It's an action movie. You kind of know that, but I was like, did they just like kill all the cast? <laughs> and then like you die? see the sun and he has the detonator key out. I was like, whew. Like just just for a second, they got me on that yeah. one. Yeah, no, so, I know. Maybe I'm I just gullible. I bit. I thought they did. I was like, oh. And, and it was just no. it was really well shot too. Like they just did a good job like framing that so that you do believe it. Yeah. Uh, I know we talked about this a little bit in our non-spoiler review, but I wanted to hit up just kind of general thoughts. What did you think of like the action, the movie in general, the pacing? I know I talked a little bit about how I felt like maybe it was a little long, but I know you guys didn't feel the same. Yeah. Um. I I in our review I described it as exhaustingly fun. I was out of breath watching this movie because it's just an absolute thrill ride, and it's. It's just put together so well. Yeah, and I would say for pacing, um, it's pedal to the metal, mm-hmm. full go the whole time, and it it's, it works. Mm-hmm. It works really well. Sometimes I feel like you can kind of stumble when you do that, but this movie balances it so well that it, it just worked fine. Yeah. I love at the end of the first act, beginning of the second act. I mean, really, it's the uh, beginning of the second act, I guess. After they've grabbed solomon lane there's that moment where you think that okay the chase scene is over they got him and then all of a sudden it just starts up again yeah and i'm like do i need this i don't know if i need this act oh my gosh this is awesome yeah so it's it, this totally sold me yeah such good action mm-hmm. especially with the chase scenes and like something i really appreciated in this movie was they kind of show you some of the thought processes of ethan Mm-hmm. So like when he's learning about their plan for the exchange, he's like picturing in his mind, and they show it like this is what's gonna happen if we yeah. do it their way. Oh, that scene is so. And he sad. like yeah. he's like aiming the gun at a cop, and you're like, oh my gosh, could he do that? Would he do this? And then it like oh. goes back, and he's like, yeah, we're not gonna do it this way. Yeah. Like you can just see like, he, oh, I'm changing this. The wheels are turning. Yeah, and then like, uh, in the anticipation before the actual um, scene where they're gonna take Solomon Lane. You can just like see him like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna ram this car and I'm I'm gonna throw him off and we're gonna 
we're gonna just go for it yep and that was one of the best action set pieces in a in a movie yeah. in a movie <laughs> <laughs> i really liked how he gets away from the chase at the end like it looks like he's he's done like he's dead to rights and he yeah. pulls the knife out and i was like oh he's gonna fight his way out of this. <laughs> and then he runs to the bush and like jumps in and i was like they're gonna like sneak attack or what's mm-hmm. he what's his plan and then it the camera pans over to the netting and it's cut and he he it cuts, the boat yeah it cuts to him and he's in the boat and i'm like impeccable timing just so you know in the soundtrack the song that plays when on the boat is called steps ahead uh, meaning there are multiple steps ahead that's awesome yeah of everybody including the audience yeah which is something i really like about the mission impossible franchise they don't like it's kind of like the oceans 11 they don't tell you what they're doing but they do mm-hmm. and i i like that about it um kind of with the stunts uh, my favorite stunt in the whole movie was the halo jump i kind of talked about that in our episode that was such a beautifully uh... shot one shot one take one one long extended shot actual skydiving and i love how hey, thunderclaps and they both yeah. get knocked out oh, that scene with oh my gosh that scene rocked me mm-hmm. the thunderclaps like oh oh what just happened yeah hey looks like you lost your air tank this <laughs> is <just> like <sighs> i loved it um and then you we all kind of talked about the bathroom fight Mm -hmm. that's my favorite action scene which honestly the most brutal fight in a mission impossible hurt my body today watching henry cavill punch and get punched yeah like oh that was an exhausting scene and that was one of the scenes that didn't have music that you Mm -hmm. were talking about it was so sick (laughs) and then back to fake john lark just gets blown through the face (laughs) like a desert eagle or something yeah i did not see that coming no me either not at all like <laughs> i think i kind of like sat back in my chair like oh what <laughs> who shot him but no that scene was awesome i really liked how it was, it was kind of funny because they're getting the crap kicked out of them this mm-hmm. entire time mm-hmm. like these are the two <laughs> the two baddest bad. dudes you can think of <laughs> getting and, wrecked and, and then <laughs> yeah August Walker smacks dude with the laptop that they're supposed to yeah. their, their 3D <laughs> oh. printer that they're supposed to make the mask with. And like Ethan's face when he opens it and looks at it, he's just like, man. Like every scene with Walker and Ethan, there's a moment where he's just like every time. And it was so funny. Mm-hmm. That's what I think I like so much about this film and its action scenes is that they're they're almost always extended. So there's a logical end point to the con the conflict and then something happens that makes it go just a little longer so whether that's uh john lark waking up in the bathroom and you know they've already beaten him but then now they still have to fight some more or all the people walking in yeah and they're kind of forced to Mm -hmm. climb in the stall yep the the police officer finding them with Lane, like oh, getting yeah. in the car. I was, was kind of nervous during that scene. Yeah. When he said I was sorry, I was like, is he going to kill her? I was like, whoa. And, oh, I wanted to talk about this in our episode. But um, in this in this movie, uh, Alec Baldwin's like, you care too much about people. That's your worst flaw. You know, kind of generic. Mm-hmm. But I, I buy it 
because in every single Mission Impossible movie, he's always trying to save the person. Yeah. But also finish the mission <laughs> while going rogue. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like I was like I was thinking about it during the movie. I'm like, I mean, it was a weird way to kind of phrase that, but he is always trying to save everybody. So like I bought it, and then um, he saves Luther, probably his best friend in these movies. And I was like, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. I probably would have done that too if it would have been my oldest friend over this six movie franchise over the past 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love that the moment that that leads to when. When he's talking to Julia. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. crying like this is all my fault, mm-hmm. which is one of the, in my opinion, stronger scenes for Luther in the movie or if not his strongest scene. Um, Brett talked about two scenes in the movie with Luther that we couldn't really get into. Did you want to talk about those? Yeah, well, I mean the same the one you were just mentioning, his conversation with Julia while they're like disarming this bomb. So good because it, it it's the heightened emotional aspect of there's a nuclear bomb and they only they know they only have ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then the other one is when Luther was talking to Elsa about you know, Ethan. Ethan cares about you, and yeah, that scene was really, really good. Also, just like with the comedy in that scene, yeah. where Luther's like, "Cut the wire in my left hand." She's yeah. like, "Your left hand? Are you sure?" He's like, "Yes, the black wire in my left hand." She's like, "That wire's not black." And like, she's talking like, "I'm a doctor. I'm right. just making sure." Yeah. Like, it's like, "Oh, that's cool." Like, she's not dumb. Yeah. And then to juxtapose that, what's going on there with what's happening with Benji and Elsa in with the house, Lane in the house, yeah. which is the the, the, action the fight scene. scene that I couldn't talk about. Oh, that were, was brutal. Were you yeah. worried that Benji wasn't going to make it? Yeah, I, I was too. I thought he was super dead. Yep, I was like, oh, I was. Yeah, no, I was really <laughs> concerned. Most and and I don't know. Death by hanging just is like not fun to. I that's experience rough for me watching a movie to yeah. watch, and so seeing that was it just made it's my intense. skin crawl. Mm-hmm. It's because, intense because of how much they didn't shy away from it. No, they it was in your face. Yeah, I mean, it's a heavy scene for sure. Um. So also real quick, Simon Pegg, his his like fighting and action skills are getting are improving. Yeah, and, like, something I really appreciate with all of the characters is they all fight in a way that I would expect them to. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't expect Simon Pegg to get in a fist fight and just, you know, demolish him. Right. I expect him to last as long as he can to try and prevent something else, which is what was happening in that situation. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, if Ethan gets in a fight, I expect him to get out of it, but barely. Right. And with August, you would expect him to just be a brute and just one punch, punch, punch his <laughs> way out of everything until just... he gets karate chopped in the throat. And just like, <laughs> um, I do think that I felt well, you mentioned um, Ethan kind of always just barely scraping by. I don't know if I've noticed that as much in the other films. In but in four, it's it's in three he dies and he has to get resurrected. Right, right. He also dies in five because he drowns. Yeah. In four, um, he jumps out of the car 
or he jumps with the car 100 meters down mm-hmm. and he doesn't even talk to the russian dude at the end he's just like yeah uh, i got you yeah. like he's barely functioning mm-hmm. and this one he is in the hospital at the end yeah i just feel like whether this is a intentional decision on tom cruise and the director or not the movie or not i felt like it's an older ethan even though he doesn't look older (laughs) right like he's a guy who's constantly getting beat up Mm -hmm. you know he's not the one who's winning the fight like jason bourne might or james bond might every time um like he's definitely there he knows what he needs to do to win but he's also older. He just feels like he's a little older. Maybe it maybe a step slower. But at the same time, like I believe it, Tom Cruise is fifty six. Oh no, no, exactly. And he's like running ten miles in exactly. a dead sprint. <laughs> like so, I'm like, I, I guess I could believe that Ethan's doing this too. <laughs> um, if you had, if you had to kill one person, who would you kill? On the team. On like, the team. Oh like, no, the good guy died. Like the good guy team. Yeah. Luther. Yeah, me too. I think that would be the biggest emotional draw. Yeah, Luther. Yeah. Luther. It would have – I mean, there's two tech guys, yeah. so it has to yeah. be Luther or, or, Benji. or Benji. Yeah. Simon Pegg helps write these, so he's not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Simon Pegg's a much better actor. So. Um, so at the end, the final fight on the mountain mm-hmm. with Walker and Hunt, when – First of all, that scene was driving me crazy with all the flying around. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't crash, please. Oh, I know. I and love then, the helicopter section of that scene. I found the actual fight kind of boring. I I thought the fight was was fine. It wasn't long, so it didn't yeah. bother me that much, but it was just like... I think a part of it was they're both almost dead at right. this point. <laughs> I loved the Mission Impossible 2 reference. He's climbing yeah. up the rock wall. <laughs> um, but like once Cavill got hamburgerized yeah. i was like oh he's coming back i thought he was gonna be the villain in the next one. Oh, because like oh now he's the disgusting evil counterpart against Ethan yeah. Hunt. but then he got hooked through the head yeah i saw that hook thing come move coming <laughs> that was like, that was awesome like ah ow <laughs> but yeah i thought i thought he was gonna live once he got made me look like hamburger pineapple express two-face but, uh, DC, MI <laughs> crossover. Yeah. Make it happen. Oh, what did, what did Cavill say about hope in the movie? He's like, he what did he like, you don't use hope as a weapon or whatever. He totally like has a <laughs> Superman reference in the movie, but I, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to watch it again and I'll probably bring it back up. Did you guys catch like the, uh, the Mission Impossible 1 Easter egg reference? The white widow's, or the, yeah, white widow's white widow. mother. Max. Max. Yeah. Nope. That's the villain, one of the villain, villainess type. She's kind of the same kind type of, of character. Thing, character as the white yeah. widow. Except Max is more of a bad version, and sure, she was sure, trying sure. to get in good with the government. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, that was, I didn't realize. I was like, Max? I'm I like, heard Max, and I was like. That's something. Yeah. But I didn't know it was Mission Impossible 1. But. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's okay. I was going to call you out. Because during that scene, I was like, who the heck is Max? <laughs> it's kind of bothering me. 
Um, is there anything else? Man, go see this movie. If you haven't <laughs> yeah. already, it's doing really well, but... Yeah, it's like, really good. I guess if somebody just watched our spoiler yeah, review on already YouTube, seen it. Um, should we say, like, our what our recommendation level is yeah. for the movie? Yeah, so we have a kind of a unique recommendation scale. It's one yeah. of our own creation. Luke, it's, why don't you give, the, give us the rundown? Um, our lowest is a dumpster fire. That literally means it's a dumpster fire of a film. Um, second lowest... Um, would be straight to streaming meaning if you think somebody might like it tell them that they should just watch it on netflix or amazon or rent it because you shouldn't waste your money in theaters um in the right in the middle we have matthew mcconaughey because it's all right all right all right that one's kind of self-explanatory um our fourth one is fanboy worthy this is like the opposite of straight to streaming um this might be it's for a specific group of fanboys or people that might like that specific genre, um, they will really like it. But maybe like a general audience person, eh, maybe not so much for them. And then our highest level is a booyah, meaning you have got to see this movie. It's great. So it's kind of a, it's it's a, a quick overview. Um, we spent a whole episode on this. <laughs> so... We went a little more in depth. I don't know what episode number, but uh, for me, this movie is absolutely a booyah. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Might even be my favorite. I don't know yet. I've seen the other ones more. So, For me, it is also a booyah. Um, one, because I loved it. Two, because people who have never seen Mission Impossible movies went with us, and they loved it. So, uh, Yeah, it's a booyah for me as well. I think that... Three booyahs. <laughs> Uh, very re- relatable. Um, anyone could sit down and enjoy it without having seen other films, the other Mission Impossibles, like mm. you said, Tyler. Um, it just does it does action better than any other movie I've seen this summer. Yeah. So. Listen, we're probably- a nerd. We're a nerd podcast, so I'm gonna say it. I think this is far and above infinity war which is probably the most comparable movie of this year so far i liked it a lot more than infinity war like I would safely say that if you want like more impossible more mission impossible before <laughs> you see this one you only really need to see mission impossible 5 rogue say, nation yeah rogue nation um 3 and 4 will add a lot of fun to it 2 skip it it's not good one it's all right i mean you don't really it's need an older movie. movie yeah it's a 90s movie yeah so. i think it does a good job of kind of setting up what what mission what, what the imf is. is but also at the same time like i think the only reference to it is the max thing yeah oh yeah and no, there's there's no reason to watch it for continuity sake yeah but i mean this this movie for the action alone is oh, yeah. worth it Without a doubt. You could take the whole plot out, and I think I'd still enjoy this movie. <laughs> Just yeah. because it's a whole lot of fun. It is. Let us know if you agree or disagree with us in the comments. Yeah. Keep it civil, but uh, we'd love to actually have a conversation about what you liked, what you didn't like. Yeah. Does um, Luther deserve? Maybe not deserve. He doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> if you had to kill <laughs> off one of the characters, who would it be? That's what I want to know. Yep. 
Um, but uh, you can find our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. It's uh, What the Fanboy. We also do live streams on YouTube. Most of the time on Monday nights at 8 Central Standard Time. I don't know where you're living. Um, also, that is What the Fanboy on YouTube. And then you can find me on Twitter at TheBoyWanda, T-H-E underscore B-O-I underscore W-N-D-A. You can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore 19 underscore Davis. And you can find me on Twitter at Brightson, B-R-E-I-T-Z-E-N. And also our um, podcasts, Twitter and Instagram is at WhatTheFanboy. Um, So go ahead and check us out there. Um, Thanks Thanks for watching, everybody. Uh, Until next time. If you're into the liking, (laughs) hit that like. Hit that sub button. Subscribe. Subscribe. We're done. But I'd like to. Dun 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 d